guys, I'm Alan Beek and welcome to Barber Soup, my unedited and unscripted Thinking Out Loud podcast. I'm going to be sharing my personal experiences and discussing topics related to the hair industry and my journey so far. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, we are back. We find ourselves back again with another episode. Proudly sponsored by the booking app Booksy, and it is titled Leadership or Ownership. And I keep saying this, but as you go about your day-to-day life, it's easy just to fall back into the same monotonous routine. Muscle memory kicks in and you carry on your daily jobs and chores. I say chores because there are some things that we choose to do and some things that we, we don't choose or don't want to do. We do them because we have to. That's why they're called chores, because they're not nice jobs. I've mentioned before in one of my podcasts the story of an ex-Navy SEAL Admiral called William H. McRaven, who did this big inspirational speech about making your bed in the morning. And there's a few basic principles based around doing something as simple as making your bed in the morning. And it sets you up for the day. You will have complete, you will have accomplished the first task of the day and it gives you that small sense of pride and it encourages you to do another task and another and another. And it starts off a chain reaction of many tasks completed by the end of the day. And it also reinforces the fact that the little things in life matter. So this brings me on to another concept or rule that I love, which is called the 1% rule. Now, I'm terrible in work for all the tiny details. And what I like to instill with all the staff is that each minute task that we do, even though small, almost meaningless, is counted as 1% of the jobs or tasks that you've got to do for that day. Each one you do, you get 1% closer and closer completing 100% of the things that you need to do each day. A good way of looking at it is by making a list of things that you need to do that day and try and do 10 or 15% before you even leave work. So your daily chores at home, obviously making your bed is number one. That's 1%. Feeding the dog, 2%. Walking the dog, 3%. Putting some washing in, 4%. It's as simple as that. It sets off a chain reaction and each one of the things that get done, you get closer and closer to having 100% of the jobs and tasks done for the day. But he then carries on to say, If you don't focus on the small tasks right, then you'll never focus on the bigger tasks right. And if you do have a terrible day, then at least you've got, you come home to a perfectly made bed, which is a lot more inviting than just a ball of quilt and pillows. But uh, I, I I once stayed in a hotel in Dubai on our honeymoon and the bed was absolutely massive. About 6, 7 p.m., Somebody came to our room and offered to turn down our bed. And I replied with, and can I just add at this point, this is when I was heavily drinking and I was absolutely battered. I was in a robe. I'd been drinking all day. I had a little bottle of Johnny Walker in my pocket. So, and he says, hello, sir, would you like a turn down? And I just replied with, turn down for what? Which is obviously the Lil John song. And he thought it was quite funny, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So after about five minutes of me laughing and rolling around and the little bottle of um, Johnny Walker clanging around in my pocket, 
I said, no, it's okay, I can do it, I can do it. I didn't actually know what he meant by, would you like a turn down? Um, but I wish he did come in, actually, because it took me about 10 minutes to unravel it all and unpull the duvet and the sheets from under the bed. Uh, well, th well, the next day when he came over and knocked on the door, I opened the door and let him come straight in. And even that concept of making your bed every morning, there was no, there was no way on earth that I was making that bed, it was well out of the question, it would have taken me half of the day. But anyway, this episode isn't about bed making, it's about leadership, owning a business or a salon and getting the most out of it. Making each business or salon, and I use the terms business or salon because I want the podcast to be, I don't want it to be solely based around barbering or hairdressing. I want anyone to be able to use it in their lives and I want it, I want it to be relatable to anyone. I've broken down the steps or the components of good leadership into bullet points and I want to start with one of the most important aspects of good leadership or ownership with probably, yeah, it's the most important one I think and that is to lead by example and it's very easily put, you should be a role model to the people who you work with, who you work for, who work for you and who work alongside you. Never expect others to do jobs that you wouldn't there are jobs in the shop that no one wants to do but are extremely important. Things like picking up the, the rubbish outside, cleaning the toilets. Lads are a nightmare with the toilet. There's always a little sprinkly mess that needs tending to and nobody wants to use a toilet that's rank. So I have certain habits and I kind of like stack habits on top of habits. So every time I go to the toilet, I have a good disinfect and a spray and wipe around, empty the bin if I need to. The same goes for the way that you treat clients and the way that you speak to them. People are very absorbent of your energy and if you come into work in a bad mood and it shows and you're short with your clients or you're quiet and you stand, and you stand behind them all day telling them about all your problems, then the team around you will see this as appropriate behavior and it's not. You've got to leave that shit at the door. People need to leave feeling happy and invigorated, not sad and depressed because your missus or your fella has been giving you a hard time at work, or sorry, a hard time at home. We as barbers are there to energize clients. However they come in the shop, you've got to, you've got to let them leave feeling happier and that's the main objective of the visit to the barbershop itself or the visit to your business itself. Your client has got to leave happy. That's the most important objective. Your staff are going to emulate your behavior and adapt to the way that you do things. If you're always late, they'll think it's okay to be late. If you're messy, then they'll be messy. And you can see where I'm going with this. So lead by, lead by example and make that example a good one. The next step is to show good communication. And I mean this with your team and your clients. If we start with the clients, it's important to see them in, welcome them, host them, greet them. Everyone loves a warm welcome and a cuddle on arrival. Inciting conversation, stimulating conversation with clients and making sure that your consultation is right. It's the difference between them leaving happy and willing to rebook or them leaving fuming because you didn't listen to them. So communication is key. Communicating with your team daily, weekly and monthly in different intensities. So if it's a minor thing, then a morning WhatsApp group message will do. Or if you need to hold weekly or monthly meetings so that the team are on target 
with their goals or even more so if it's important, they need to know what's expected of them. Then you should do ongoing in, or individual appraisals to be more personal, to make sure that the expectations that you've given your staff are being met. The next step is to teach and guide instead of giving orders. As a business leader or a salon owner, you need to guide people into the right direction and put them on a steady trajectory growth. We do it by teaching them something every day. What you have to do as a leader or a business owner is to be a vehicle of growth. There's a million forms of education and whether that's through observations, written or verbal instructions or through online videos, YouTube, TED Talks, there are so many different resources available now to learn and you've got to provide access to all of your team to these. If they don't find them themselves, then send them over and incentivize them. Like, complete this free course on customer service and I'll buy you a bottle of gin. It's as simple as that. The benefit for the business in the long run is, much, is of much higher value than a £15 bottle of gin. This is going to help the this is going to help them build as an individual and then help the team grow as a result. People don't react well to authority. I know, I don't, I never have, never will. And I can't stand anyone telling me what to do. So I can guarantee that the people around you don't either. So if you have to speak to someone, make sure that you do it on a level and always treat others the way that you want to be treated. I think that's pretty much written in every biblical script ever and every philosophical script ever. Treat people how you want to be treated. It's as simple as that. The next point, give feedback and constructive criticism. If someone is performing well, then tell them. Give them praise and show gratitude. I know it's a funny scenario to, to say or to relate to the way that you would train dogs, but dogs don't learn from negative tones. If you was to shout at a dog, they shy away from you. If you praise them or reward them when they do something right, like weeing outside or not jumping up or not screaming the house down when the, the letterbox goes, they yearn for that praise again. And unfortunately, people, we are more animalistic than we think. We react better to praise than negativity. And the more that we get, the more that we want and the more that we perform better. So don't be shy to tell someone when they're shining and they're doing something great. Just make sure you tell them. If you need to give someone criticism or suggest better ways or more efficient ways of doing something, then don't do it in a condescending way. Always do it in a positive and supportive manner. Giving support to your team is one of the best things that you can do. Maybe showing them, maybe saying, I understand why you're doing such a thing this way, but why don't you try it this way? It's more efficient and the outcome is better. Simple as that suggestions if it works for them it works if it doesn't then they can go back to their way or you can just fire them i'm only joking but if someone misbehaves and they turn up late or they're rude rude to their clients or they're rude to the other staff or they're messy or they're just basically underperforming i think one of the things is really really important is that you don't do it in front of if you don't tell them off or you don't give them a tongue lashing in front of the rest of the team when you do speak to them, you make sure that you do it in private and it's not for everyone else to see. Raise the problems and come up with the solutions together. It's always good if you put the responsibility in their hands and they come up with the solution. You raise the issue, 
you give them the opportunity to come up with a solution, then it's in their hands. It was their solution, they've got to come up with it. Move on to the next step, which is encouragement and motivation. So I've mentioned earlier on in this podcast that people are very absorbent of energies and the leaders in particularly. So when you're in the shop, you have to be a beacon of positivity and good energy. Not everyone is a morning person and comes into work in a good mood, but you can change that in a matter of minutes. And that goes with your clients and your team. If the mood is negative, then dictate the narrative of the shop when you get in there. Um, the shop or the business, dictate the narrative by talking about something else, change the subject, talk about something nice or talk about something funny. Team building exercises are always a brilliant way of building cohesion and fusion within a business. Not always having to be a boozy night out, but excursions or activities, something that's fun and exciting, something where people can let loose and have a laugh and let themselves go. You know, let people see the real side of, of who they are. Good relationships within a team is mega, mega important. Good working relationships equate to, sorry, good working relationships equate to a happier and healthier working environment. It benefits everyone in the long run. If your team are getting along and you can kind of interact with other people's clients because you're having a conversation with someone next to you, then it all equates to a healthier, happier working environment. Next up, and this is like hypothetically speaking, because obviously we don't really have, we're not office people. Our office is the shop floor. And if you are in an office and you are a leader, then this does relate to you. But an open door policy. So the team and your clientele, they should you should always be very approachable by them or to them. They should always feel that they can talk to you. They can have a professional conversation and they can have a personal conversation. If they have a professional or a personal issue that they want to get off their chest, you should always be there to listen. Again, the happier the staff and the happier the clientele, the more enjoyable the whole experience is. Then when it comes to your team, it swings and roundabouts. The shoe can be on the other foot and you need to be able to get feedback from them also. There should be points in, in your career where you turn around to your staff turn around to your team and ask them for feedback on how you, you are doing as a leader. You should always be open-minded and you should always be open to new ideas and different suggestions. The leader is always still the learner and more minds are better than one. And this is where another, another point is where being a good listener comes into play. As a leader or a business owner, there are many times in which you turn into a counsellor and you don't you don't always have to give the best advice. Most of the time, people just like to talk or to vent. Just let them do it and however they feel. Sometimes it's good just to listen to someone's story. So being a good listener, not so much as a conversationalist. Sometimes you just need to listen. Being a good conversationalist is important. Inciting the right questions, keeping the narrative positive. But most importantly, in this bit, is just to be a good listener, again, with your clients and with your team. The next step, what have I got here now? So the next point is to empower your team. And this is where value comes into place. One of the most important aspects of life is having value. Instead of delegating, which is a term that I don't like really, I don't like the term delegating because it's as if you're 
not likely to do something yourself. I'm going to delegate all these tasks to other people because I don't want to do them. I'd like to call it just giving them responsi responsibilities than, than delegating. Because when you give someone responsibilities, it gives people more purpose and a higher sense of value. The more value they have within a company, the more connected they feel in it and the harder they'll work for it. And the last one I've got here is to be over-prepared. Perfect preparation means perfect execution. And this is also related to contingency plans in case anything goes wrong. Worst case scenario in a shop is a complaint uh, or in a business is a complaint. And if we do all the right things, it shouldn't happen. We do everything we can to make it not happen. But like I said uh, in the previous episode, you can't please everyone. And you should. And, and if you should get a complaint, there should be a process in place to deal with it. Um, in the case of a technical fault, your card machine fails, you've got a burst pipe or a blown fuse, make sure you have a list of friends, family or tradesmen's numbers on hand to get the problem fixed as soon as possible so your business can resume as quick as possible. Then in the case of an emergency where someone has to leave or can't come into work because of illness or any kind of personal issues, let's say, then you need a process in place to get in touch with your clients and anyone that's affected by it needs to be contacted immediately. So a database with all your clients details on or a really good booking system like Booksy that has a message blast facility should you need to speak to your clients quickly and efficiently. There's nothing worse than a client that's not been able to get got hold of and they turn up and their, their barber's not there or if a client was to turn up to your business and the person who they was meeting wasn't there, they would be very, very upset. I know that I'd be upset, so there has to be a process in place to make sure that this is covered. Nice little booksy plug there, but hey-ho, it's because of them the podcast continues. So um, thank you for listening and I hope that you enjoyed that list on how to be a good leader and how to be a good business owner. Uh, again, as always, I, I hope you've liked the podcast. Uh, again, short and sweet on that little journey to work or that little walk that you've gone out on this morning or this afternoon. Please, if you can, leave a review. And if you share on social media, don't forget to tag me so I can thank you personally. I hope you all have a great week. And until next time, I will see you later. Oh, wow. Absolute little blooper reel there. The outro came in. Oh, I told you I wasn't technical. Over and out. <laughs>